Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'm your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola, and you are listening to The Raider and the Saint. chance to walk out that door right now. <laughs> That's a good one, Todd. Good. That's what I wanted to hear. Because in this silver slice I have in here are 1,984 ounces of beer. Golden, delicious beer. And no one leaves here until we finish every single last drop. Let's get this podcast started. That music is from DMX, RIP DMX, man. You're going to be missed. It was an honor to uh, see you see you perform and be positive. You know, we all we all have problems. You had a problem. You know, we don't know what the what the outcome was. They're saying drug overdose. Some people saying it was from a vaccine. We won't. We hopefully we'll find out the truth. But RP DMX, man, uh, gone too soon, man. Regardless of what people said about you being on drugs or whatever, every man who's going to go through something in his life, and it's up to him to redeem himself. And I always thought you redeemed yourself. And uh, I just recently listened to him. For the folks listening, I recently just listened to DMX like two weeks ago, literally, on a podcast called Drunk Champs. So look up Drunk Champ. Champ. Was it Drunk? Drunk Champs. So like Drunk d-r-u-n-k champs c-h-a-m-p-s and he was just on that podcast recently and i listened to it so it's it's crazy how he was just on i just listened to him and a few weeks later he uh he passes so uh rest in peace dmx man uh, i'm gonna keep bumping your music i have your cd in my mustang locked and loaded so uh love you man and uh we're gonna we're gonna keep that positivity going that you that you shared to people and 
through your poetry or the, in the way you spoke. So let's get this episode started. This is episode 73. Once again, I am your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola. And yes, this is the Raider and the Saint podcast. This is episode 73. Today's date is 412. The year is 2021. I would like to thank my past guests, Michael Burns and Akbar Sharif. Thank you for coming on the show once again. It was a pleasure. I wish we had more time, but, you know, we got kids. We got to get home. We got other things to do. So it was an honor to just get you here for, for a couple hours and hang out. I'm gl- looking forward to having you back on the podcast. So once again, thank you guys for coming on the, on the podcast. I want to give a shout-out to the golf players or my, a couple of guys that went out and played golf uh, this past week for our first annual Masters Golf Tournament in Southern California. Uh, put a post up there. It was an honor to get everybody together and have our first annual tournament. It's called a Masters Tournament because the winner gets a Masters jacket. So it's kind of like a uh, like a Masters Tournament, basically. So we, we, it started with me and my cousin. My cousin got the jacket made. It went back and forth throughout the years. And eventually we brought in and started inviting people to go golf with us and give them the opportunity to win the jacket. So we bumped it up this year to eight people. So eight people participated. Hopefully we can double that next year and maybe start doing some fundraisers or, or getting sponsorships or whatever, uh, you know, we do when we make something big like this. You know, it, it's an opportunity for people like me who participated to, hey, man, let's donate 20 bucks each and give it to uh, – uh, the immigrants at the bu- that, at the borderline, the kids that are in those sh- getting, getting held at those facilities or correctional facilities and trying to get to their parents or whatever's going on with them, we, we definitely got to step in and help out. So maybe we can start doing some charity work. That That's always uh, in my future, especially with this podcast growing as well. So once again, thank you everyone who showed up. Uh, it was a good time. I apologize for the guy who won, who was a ringer. Uh, he was a golf coach. His dad was a pro golfer. And, look, it was my first time playing with a guy too, man. So I didn't know he was that good either. He was my cousin's friend, my cousin. First time playing with him as well. Uh, yeah, the guy shot a 77, four over. He was really good. Uh, so he won the green jacket this year. Shout out to Johnny. If Johnny tunes in, shout out to Johnny who won the jacket. It was cool to to meet you. It was an honor to play golf with you. You are really good. And, once again, man, uh, next year will change. The rules will change next year for the guys that are listening. I know a lot of people were upset <laughs> because he won the jacket and whipped everybody's butt. But we'll uh, we'll change the rules up next year. Well, like I said, it's our first year with the second with these many people, and we're working on something big over here. Just be patient, just like this podcast. Rome wasn't built in one day, and neither was this podcast. So just be patient. We'll we'll work on it uh, next year. But once again, thank you for all the people who showed up to the Masters, first annual Masters tournament for SoCal. My guest today is a new friend of mine. I met her through a, a customer of mine. Uh, she's a listener of the show. She's a, what do we call it, a Santanero? Santanera. Santanera, which means uh, born and raised in Santa Ana because that's where my podcast is. So once again, welcome my guest, Maria Rojas. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, born and raised in Santa Ana, uh, born in December, same as DMX. DMX is Sagittarius, so the original Rough Rider gang right there, side gang. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And went to the schools around here, elementary, intermediate, high school, all that. Did my stint at um, Santa Ana College and everything. Medical secretary at your local dialysis center. <laughs> 
just a whole bunch of things I've done in the city. Party around here too in downtown Santa Ana. Yeah. Shout out to Mission Bar. <laughs> where's Where's Mission Bar at? Mission Bar is literally on the other side. Uh, I forgot what the street. I think it's near Third Street. Put the mic a little bit closer to you. It's near here. like. Um, Let me do it for you. Like right here. No, you're sitting back. You're comfortable. Oh. You could just move the back the mic back towards you. Yeah, there you go. Right here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mission Bar is like uh, I think on Third Street or something like that. I don't know. Every time I go, I just know I'm always leaving drunk or something. <laughs> Uh, what else have I done around here? I'm just, I'm just a local kid. That's what I am. Local kid, local kid with the Disney attic thing and everything. Just hoping to go to Disneyland, waiting for that to open up again. So how old are you? 28? Yeah. 28. 28 years Graduated old. and then went to what? Medical school? I went to trade school. Oh, trade school. Yeah. Medical yeah. assistant, right? Yeah. I recently just did my stint at um, Santa Ana College because I'm trying to become a social worker. You want to be a sh- social worker? Yeah, huh? I want to be a social worker. Uh, my my uh, my my speaking's like uh, today. Social worker. Yeah, social worker. What does it take to be a social? What do you got to do? What kind of programs? It's pretty much well. I'm doing it because of work. Work kind of inspired me because most majority of our dialysis patients are elderly. Well, talk talk a little bit about dialysis. Let's just go real deep. You know, uh, people for most people. They don't know what dialysis is. I mean, I know because I delivered there. But just in case some of the listeners don't even know what 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 you do, talk a little bit about, in general, what do you guys do for people? Well, we provide dialysis services for pretty much anybody who's had renal failure. Sometimes there's kid- what is it renal renal failure? Yeah, it's what's your, renal? Like your kidneys and stuff. Oh, that's another word for kidneys. Yeah, kidneys. Renal failure. We call the. There's renal failure, which is end-stage uh, renal disease. That's when you know your kidneys are not functioning at all and you could possibly need a transplant. And being on that transplant list, when you're a dialysis patient, it could be anywhere from 7 to 12 years. It's scary, huh? Your oh kidneys? Oh, my gosh, yes. Yes, and we also have this other thing called acute kidney injury, which is you can regain kidney function, but sometimes it just goes straight to end-stage renal disease. And it's caused either by sometimes diabetes, sometimes you just, your kidneys just go. It could cause be caused by almost But diabetes is a, a, the main, was you think it's the main cause? Um, the main cause that I've seen lately, especially in the unit I work in, it's mostly diabetes. Why is it a lot of Hispanics seem to come down with that? I have family members, and I've, I've lost family members to diabetes. Mm-hmm. Does it seem to just hit one group like like hispanics or is it go other races i mean maybe it's because we just live we live in santa ana well because we live in santa ana it's mostly what latinos here mm-hmm. yes of course you're going to see them in majority of facilities like that but i also cover other units like costa mesa and fountain valley and it's Asians? a mix really yeah it's a mix it's a mm. mix it's it's like it's how what is it smelling there so bad what is that somebody said it's the I, it's just like when you walk in, you see those blood spinning machines. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Vegas in there sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, dang, you, what'd you win, dude? An extra like, pint of blood. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much it's just cleaning your blood. Hey, you want clean blood. You got it, but it, How long does the procedure last for? It really depends. Like there's patients there that are either anywhere between two hours, three hours, four hours. And then there's nocturnal, which means you sleep at the dialysis center for probably anywhere to five to six hours yeah that's what i heard and then there's um home like home dialysis you could do Mm -hmm. it at home which we try to encourage a lot of our patients especially during the pandemic we were trying to encourage them like hey let's see if you're good enough healthy enough to see if you could do it at home by yourself because we train them to do it at home 
what do you have to do? You have to give yourself the needle? Pretty much. But or not not really. There's some there's the catheters ki- here on your stomach. Oh. And they could do it when they're asleep overnight. What's that smell in there when you walk in? What is that? It's not cleaner or anything. It just has that metallic smell. Like I don't know if it's the blood. It literally, it literally could be sometimes just the blood because there's people who have high iron in there. That's too. what's the smell. It yeah. smells like iron and like somebody said it's vinegar. Um, maybe because I don't mostly go on the treatment floor unless I'm asked to because again I'm the translator sometimes mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the facilities. Mm-hmm. But it does have a smell. It does. You have probably a smell. get used to it though, huh? Yeah. I'm assuming you guys are used. To, but whenever I deliver twice, three times a week. You know what's funny? The front desk lady, her name was Maria, too. <laughs> she, yeah. Shout out to Maria. I don't know if she'll ever listen to this podcast. Uh, yeah, man. So people that don't know what dialysis is, it's when your kidneys fail. When your kidneys fail, which means your kidneys are basically your filters. So therefore, you're not filtering in any of your, your, in your blood. blood. So then that's when you start getting. How would you know you, you, your kidneys fail? You start getting sick? or I mean, you, I'm, I'm, you, I'm laughing because I used to do a lot of coke. Mm-hmm. and drink a lot and you're dehydrated it, dehyd- yeah, cocaine it dehydrates, dehydrates you and your kidney my kidneys would just like not my kidneys but like i would just cramp up and then i just cramp up so bad that I, ha- I gotta rehydrate but i mean that takes a toll on your kidneys too because your kidneys or, or filtration especially when, when people start drinking and then all of a sudden they got to keep peeing that's your kidneys working overtime right yep that's that's what happens, but it literally depends on anything. Sometimes, like I said, sometimes it'll just go. Mm-hmm. It could just be acute um, kidney injury or anything like that, but mm-hmm. majority of the time I've seen it's either diabetes or um, sometimes it could even be just because a patient was born with one one kidney. Mm-hmm. That's That was a rare case we had a couple months ago. So the dialysis machine, it cleans the blood. Mm-hmm. And I heard it's a painful procedure. Uh, in or your first, in your first couple, what does it feel like? You think I, okay. I try to, I don't try to ask the patients how I it feels don't. because it's like, um, you know what? If you don't want to talk about it, it's perfectly fine, but they're cold. That's for sure. They're cold. They're yeah, cold. It is cold in there. It's super cold. But it's in cold there. in there though, right? It has it's to cold be. in there, but then they're cold themselves. They're up in blankets. Like, um, we had a patient just bring a whole comforter and everything just to be comfortable and warm. Jeez. So it's cold. And when we're warm on the treatment floor or anywhere in the building and they're just like, no, I'm still cold. I'm fine. I'm not, I'm not warm. And it's in the middle of the summer mm-hmm. and AC units go out sometimes in their summer and they're still like, no, I'm pretty fresh. I'm pretty good. But winter, it gets worse for us in there because we're, we're freezing and they're just like, I'm freezing more than you guys are. One thing that, one thing that, that made me think and kind of worry when COVID first hit, okay, obviously COVID's a big talk- topic. Uh, it's something that, that, that affected many lives. One thing that concerned me was what would happen to people like that that needed dialysis and we had to shut everything down and get tested for COVID. How, how did you guys function when COVID first hit? So when COVID was first starting off, like we didn't know we were going to get locked down or anything. We were already taking the procedures like, oh, we were going to have to wear masks. Of course, like everybody else, we were just like, no, I don't want to wear a mask or anything. We're fine. It's probably not going to hit or affect us. Next thing you know, the shutdown happens and we're like, okay, so our patients are wearing masks. Okay, we're wearing masks. We should be fine. We're a brand new facility on Bristol. And lo and behold, my my manager comes up to us and he's like, so guess what? We're going to become a cohort unit. We're like, what's what? What, what do you mean? 
Now, he straight up said anybody who may be suspect or suspected of having any COVID symptoms or even COVID positive will be treating here just different days. And it turned literally all of our lives upside down in that facility because we're a team at my unit and we're just looking at each other like, what do you mean you're going to just throw us into the lion's den or something? It freaked us out. So when that started happening, we just, we went into these like, do I still want to continue working here mode? And it made us question like a lot. Like I, I told one of my coworkers, I'm like, it's making me question like, what if we do get it while working here? And then we started getting more answers. They're like, oh, we're going to get have you guys all wrapped up in PPE. We're going to get trained. And we all thought of ourselves, like, what are, how are we going to get trained for something we don't know nothing about that's brand new? Like, what do you guys know that's going to help us and be help us be protected? Mm-hmm. So we went through a whole training and everything, screening patients, making sure things were going by and by. And then... Turns out we had to send majority of our original patients to other facilities since we became a full just it turned into a mini hospital because patients were in and out being admitted every other day, discharged every two weeks. It just it did a lot. And we 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 saw things that were just like, wow, we were trained on how to do the COVID tests too, nasal swabs and everything. And we 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 just we just saw a whole lot of things left and right. Just our first week of being a cohort unit, we saw a lot of things. It was hard. Did a lot of your it, did a lot of your patients? Did some of them get COVID? Uh, I think out of our original patients that started us started with us off at Bristol, um, I think only like two or three of our original patients had mm-hmm. COVID. Mm-hmm. But it was during our second surge the December, November, whatever search. Mm-hmm. That's when we saw him. But majority of the time it was other facilities. So you guys stayed open. Yeah, we stayed open. We stayed open. Yeah, you had to. Yeah. We were the if cohort you did, unit. People for, would die, right? Yeah. We were the cohort unit for Orange County. So did they pay you guys a uh, hazard pay? They gave us bonuses. Bonuses? We got um two hundred dollar hey. bonuses every week. How much? Two hundred bucks every week. Shh. Oh no! It was a hundred each week, but when it gets to your paycheck, because we get paid every two weeks, oh. it was two hundred bucks. Hey, that's not bad at all. Yeah, no, it wasn't. I, I wasn't mean, complaining. I mean, it's not worth getting the COVID I got, but uh, you know, at least they compensated you. Yeah, as I got compensated, it was more work and more hours. The whole company got pretty much all that, which was really good. It's not just us, like the whole company. Well, the government gave them gave you guys money right no the, our actual company like it wasn't the government it was the the company it didn't the well i don't even know what's in these stimulus packages i just know that they only give us fourteen hundred dollars for a whole year of not working you know and i think that's, that's, that's fine true. but i know they gave money to uh in the in the stimulus package a lot of places like restaurants would get a certain amount of money uh so what personal business or not what is it uh what do they call them businesses Essential businesses? No, well, no. What do they say? Uh, the, the private owners. Oh, they um. You know, people that own like mom. And, well, we call them mom and pop shops, yeah. right? There was a re- relief bill for a lot of these people, but it was the big companies that were getting them, like TGIFs and BJ's and stuff like that. And so I wonder if there was money that was given to to. Pretty much. Yeah, you know, your sector. You know, the yeah. medical sector. Yeah, because. Maybe that's what it was. I know. Either we or. We don't know. We just know um, we were doing what we were supposed to do, and we were getting. 
there was complaints about even getting paid. I'm like, you guys, we're, we're still doing something. We're mm -hmm. still open and we're thankful we still have a job. Mm -hmm. And because, again, Orange County had the cohort unit here. There mm -hmm. was one in La Habra, one, I think, in Riverside. And when those got full, we started taking patients from other areas, like out, out of the county. And it was hard because we had issues with transportations and that know if they're COVID positive. And What's the youngest a patient you got? The youngest patient? If you're allowed to say, I don't know. Okay, the youngest patient, because I'm not saying names right now, oh, yeah, but yeah. the youngest patient, I think that was just suspected of having COVID, I think he was 39. That's the youngest. No. Oh, yeah. youngest patient, like well, dialysis, dialysis patient? Dialysis, yeah. Well, 39. 39 is still pretty young. I think mm. the youngest one I've seen so far is roughly around my age, like around 27, 28. Oh, that's just because of bad kidney probably. That's just a, yeah. Well, what's the average? Average is anybody above 40. Whoa. Above 40. And then... That like, had a lower recently, huh? It had to. It, it went down. It went down, yeah. It was just... You just see a lot of things in dialysis centers. A lot. I, I didn't believe my friends. It's just <laughs> scary. I mean, yeah. that, like, your kidneys ain't working, dude. You got to rely on this machine. Unless you to get spin a spin your blood every what is it every other day every yeah every other day that's why the days are split so we have patients that come Monday Wednesday Friday and then we have patients come in Tuesday Thursday and Saturday and then what's the side effects does it vary between patients it like, varies can between one person he's thirty nine he's still working he's got to work but he can come in in the morning boom and then go to work or yeah, is he that, tired. Depending on how how good they are, because he, I'm, not, I'm just saying he in general. Yeah, you know I mean? it, it's just a, it's common. Like we just yeah. say it. it's um, he or she can come in and they could be fine, go to work right after. And then we have some patients that are like, they come in and they're still swollen from having fluid still in them. Because sometimes mm -hmm. we have to remove fluid from them, mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, I don't, I don't feel good. How did work, where's the fluid at in your blood? Nine, it, it literally just develops in your stomach sometimes. How do they reject? How do they pull that out? It same way they're pulling out um the, or cleaning their blood. There's like, I don't know how the machinery properly works, but I know they're pulling out fluid sometimes. Jeez. And you see the because we they have to be weighed when they come in, and if they're over, that's when they're like, oh, let's see how much if they have fluid. And even the patients know, no, it's the fluid. I know it's the fluid in me. And mm -hmm. some patients come really swollen. Some come. And just like, no, I don't want to do this. Like, you could tell who's just done and doesn't want to continue. Well, it makes you want to work there, man. Because it, 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 even when I walk in, I see him all, you know, see him sitting there. And the smell, it's like, man, it's like you're, it, it, to me, it reminds me of you're, you're right there on death's doorstep. Yeah. And you're just clinging on. And it's, I don't, I try not to let it get to me, but sometimes you walk in and, I'm like, for example, if I'm having a bad day, which it wouldn't be when I'm delivering because it's still early in the morning. Mm -hmm. But there are times where they would get 60 boxes of the Nestle's uh, the, the drink, pro the protein. The protein. Yeah. yeah, it'd be like Nestle's 40 boxes. And I'd be pissed. Like, God, and I got to take them out. And they're heavy. Mm -hmm. And then I roll them in. And I'm like, what are you mad about, man? Like, you're doing something good here. You're, hel you're helping these people, even though, I mean, the chances of their getting a, a kidney replaced uh, or, you know, the kidneys miraculously starting to work are very slim. You know, you're just, so when I go in there and I do that, I said, okay, it calms me down, you know, like, Hey man, it could be tougher. And it's sad. It is. It is. 
well, this is what actually inspired me to become a social worker because we have social worker, we have a dietitian, we have our RNs, we have like a, a team. You, you pretty much have a mm -hmm. team. Every patient has that team. Mm -hmm. So we have patients that hit depression and they hit it hard to the point where like, I'll just stop coming to dialysis. I don't care if I die. And then you're there, even though I'm just, a, I'm just the front desk or I'm a medical secretary, whatever I may be. Sometimes just talking to them and you just remind them and then you remind yourself, there's a reason why you're working here. It could be just to be like, you may be having a tough day because yes, you're coming here and everything, but you still got to see there's more to life than just being at home and waiting for death to be at your door. Mm -hmm. Like I like the environment where I work right now because my patients all get along with each other. Mm -hmm. Some of them come off at the same time mm -hmm. and they're chatting up a storm where a couple weeks ago, one of them, one patient, like an example of one patient was like, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm done. I, I'd rather just go to sleep one night and not wake up the next. And then here he is a week later with his dialysis friends mm -hmm. chatting up saying, I can't wait. There's hope. There's this, there's that for mm -hmm. me. I don't want to stop. I want to continue. How to big is this list? This wait list, the wait list for like kidneys. Oh my gosh. Depending on what time. It's not just a what list. Are, how do they choose? I mean, how does it, that work? Is it through a list? or is It's like, not through a list. It's pretty much you have to be... It, well, it is kind of through a list. They, they try to explain it to me. It's really hard because there's family members that test to see if they're even a match for their family member or the cadaver kidneys, which means like if somebody is an organ donor when they pass away, mm -hmm. they see if anybody's a match, but it's through a list. It's like first come, first serve, or mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. first come, first serve, but like who's been on the list longer. Mm -hmm. The time on the, the wait list on the, like it's seven to 12 years. So you're looking at seven to 12 years of being on dialysis, hoping you get a kidney unless you have a family member. That, so both, both kidneys are shot, right? When yeah. When this happens. Because you could, you could function on one kidney. You can't fun function on one kidney. Yeah, for sure. But it's, you're on a strict diet for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. So most patients can only get 32 ounces of water just for the day. And it has to be like little cups. Damn, they don't want to stress out their kidneys, huh? Yeah. Is it safe for people when they have those big old things like this much in the morning, the afternoon? I mean, is it safe for people who are like smashing a lot of water like that? I mean, it's safe because water, well, what does water do? It cleans out your system. So mm -hmm. it's good. Like I used to drink a gallon of water a day mm -hmm. and they they come in sometimes seeing me with my big old hydro flask and they're mm -hmm. like, oh, they 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 give me sometimes they make fun of me. They're like, see Maria, you're taking care of your kidneys. Mm -hmm. They're like, don't be like me. End up on a machine. And I'm like, please don't do that to me, sir. <laughs> it's like I get what you're saying, but don't do that to me. Don't don't, because they just look at me drinking water and sometimes they're limited on their water. I'm just like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, so they're on a strict diet, huh? Yeah, there's a lot of they they can't have certain fruits. They and when they try to drink water, that includes not eating some soups. I was gonna say, how did, how big do you think the black market is? I make jokes kidneys. about this. With no, my it friends. happens. Yeah, I know people, it's true. They, I've heard stories of people waking up and the they'd go out, you know, they're hanging out in the bar by themselves, and this good-looking girl will come up. Obviously, they're not. I mean, I don't know who they target. You know. Obviously, they're going to look at someone that looks healthy, and, and they bring in the girl. She corroses him into the room, puts some in his drink, and he wakes up in the bathtub full mm -hmm. of ice. And his with kidney scar. Nose. Yeah, mm -hmm. his kidney. Yeah, both kidneys are gone. Yeah. Would they take both, you think? I no, they, sometimes they could just take one. They just take it's one. It's, like, weird how I know this stuff, too, because we, we I make jokes like this with my friends. Mm -hmm. We're the dark moment. Like, if the person never show up, like, he came a few times, and all of a sudden he 
you kind of sense he had some type of money or connection and yeah. he stopped showing up. Like, I bet you Jose got a new kidney from the black market. Yeah. <laughs> like, they say that a kidney can go probably anywhere between 100000 to 500000 That's what we've heard. Really? Yeah. Depending on how big, like, I mean, diocese. How patients. many doctors do you think well, I've delivered to or maybe doctors you know that might have a little basement in their in their homes set up for surgeries like that where they make money on the side dude i suspect Knocking every bed. every yeah, doctor right? i know i suspect them a you lot. would think so because they don't make that much money anymore like they used to no and then i'm like you're selling kidneys on the side <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, we just i look at certain doctors and i'm like "Ooh, you got kidneys in the at in the basement don't you because mm-hmm. we have some doctors that come in with brand new teslas and i'm like How'd you get that Tesla all mm-hmm. of a sudden? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you mm-hmm. saw a kidney or two. There you go. There's a Tesla. Yeah, it's a. It, it would be the perfect, the perfect scheme. You know, you come in, people come in, and you kind of know how much money they got. They got money. You go up to them one day, or maybe show up at their house and be like, "Hey, you want a kidney?" Mm-hmm. What you know, and people will pay it. They'll yeah. find a way. Yeah, desperate times call for desperate measures sometimes, and you got it. If you need a kidney that bad, you need something, you're mm-hmm. going to find a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean. So you're one of the lucky that I consider lucky. We could say blessed or whatever you want to say, but you're one of the ones that was working through all this pandemic. Yeah. It affected us, too. You know, I know it has affected a lot of people that didn't work, mm-hmm. that got shut down. A lot of people at Disneyland lost their jobs. I and mean, we're talking about. Millions of people that the the business sector or the the restaurant sector, you know, the club sector, yeah. people that, that that were involved in with concerts and helping out at concerts. Uh, Michael Burns, I was on the show last week. He works for a venue, so they're always doing venues. But he's been out of work, and so many people were out of work, and we were the, we were the lucky ones or the blessed ones to uh, to do the job, but. It affected a lot of people that did it, man. How how bad? We were talking earlier a little bit of, 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 about this uh, relationships. You're saying a lot of your friends, everyone's just, just there's a trend. It. There's a, it's trend. a trend. It's a trend right now in my life. It's been a trend since probably I'm gonna say literally when the second surge began in November, before the holidays kicked in. I started noticing a lot of my friends were breaking up, or friends were disappearing left and right, and secrets were coming out. And when the pandemic started, I also noticed that there was a lot of divorce rates growing up. It's like, oh, Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden you guys don't love each other because you're in the house 24-7 with each other. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I noticed that that big trend right now. A lot of my friends are coming up to me and they're like, hey, so me and -and so-and-so just broke up and I don't know what to do and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean? Are you talking about years? People being together Yeah, people being together for years. I recently had a, a friend who just went through, he was with his girl probably, I'm going to say almost 11 years. They already. Were they living together? They were living together. Okay. No kids, but she, he wanted kids. She turned out to be like saying, I don't want kids. I don't want this and that. I don't want. She pretty much put it as, I don't want the responsibility of having a child. Mm. And he was, he already proposed to her too. Like they've been engaged probably a good, a good two years. Mm-hmm. And then out of the blue, he's like, something switched on both of us. I'm like, what happened? And come to find out that she was um, talking to a guy at work the same week that she broke up with him and 
left him with the lease. She moved in with that guy. I'm like, hey, girls will do some shady, some shady I, I, shit. Oh yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I just heard something too. I gotta refresh my memory. <laughs> Cause yeah, yeah. What else? I mean, um, I went through my own breakup. Oh yeah, no, time. I have a, I have a good friend of mine. Sorry to cut you off. I just remember. Yeah. Just remembered. Uh, yeah, he's good. They, they went separate ways, and one's them accusing them of leaving them high and dry. because yeah. one of them wasn't working, and so they owed lots of money to uh, back pay. You know, but COVID yeah. was gonna, the COVID relief was going to take care of it from from what they researched but a lot of people are leaving each other high and dry huh yeah high and dry the leases are can't some leases can't be broken hopefully the goose is worth a gander mm-hmm. you know you just uh, one thing i've i've seen people do is go from one they can't be by themselves so they go from one relationship to another right off the bat it's like man give yourself a breather like take a take a break yeah i mean what makes what makes her think that it's going to be better by switching men, you know, like I personally believe, like because it's always if, if you're be already good. cheating on somebody and you oh, go with okay. that same, if you go with that person you're cheating with behind the person that who's there for you, like through thick and thin, through your when you had your last dollar and everything, and yet mm-hmm. you spend your last dollar on them, and you know they're your ride or die and everything, to cheat on them behind their back and mm-hmm. then move in with them break not leaving high leaving that person high and dry and moving in with them like no what who's to say they won't do that to you because you did this to this person that's when i i start thinking i'm like you know what karma's just gonna get her back i told him like karma's gonna get her back tenfold and it's it's just gonna come back in your favor because you did everything right you were making your steps yeah a lot of people have been i, I know a lot of stories and and what's sad about it is a lot of these people don't back back they don't get back to where they were. Like Mm-mm. it really affects them mentally. You know, some people go in depression, and some people, you know, get suicidal thoughts, or they they gain weight, or whatever it is. They just disappear off the mat, and that's sad because hey, man, it's only a breakup. Like fuck it, man. There's what was that? Ten billion people in this world. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you if it wasn't the right one, it's not the right one. They move on. I mean, but that's karma's right. Yeah, karma's karma, gonna karma get is them. Come back karma's real. Like personally, me, um, back in 2019, I was, I was engaged. I was with this dude for seven years. I mean, me and him are friends, obviously, right now. Like a lot of people give me crap about that. They're like, "How are you friends with your ex?" And I'm like, "Well, it's seven years right there. Me and him bonded more, a lot. We bonded a lot. I'm, I still talk to his family. His family still talks to me." He's he's already moved on, obviously, mm-hmm. and but that first month we I broke up we broke up back in twenty November twenty nineteen like two weeks before um, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and we were supposed to get married Halloween twenty twenty and Whoa, yeah we we it it happens I mean did I did I hate him for a while of course you're gonna go through the motions of the breakup mm-hmm. but we had already started planning a wedding. I had I had my wedding dress. We had um, half the venue already paid off. You said where are you gonna get married at? Yeah. Where were you gonna go? Oh, uh, we were gonna go to Dove Canyon down in Rancho Santa Margarita. Wow. We put a deposit down to the church. Like I he he follows me on Instagram. He's obviously probably gonna hear the podcast, but so, I don't mean to throw you. I mean I'm gonna say his name. I don't mean to throw you under the bus, Vic. But we it, it was hard. What was his name Vic? Victor, yeah. Oh. 
But he, Victor, he, you messed up, man. <laughs> now she's popular. She's on a podcast. She's taking off. Talk a little bit about your podcast. Didn't you got a podcast? Yeah. You're going to uh, try to start a podcast? Me and my best friend, uh, Miss Evelyn. Miss Evelyn, me and her have known each other for 10 years. And we're always... Like, people who follow me on my Instagram, they know I'm always with her. Doing something. Some chaotic adventure because we're insane. We're the... We're just trying to become a, a podcast to have an open space for everybody to talk about any issue they may have, mm-hmm. any advice they may need. Because we've noticed some things, too, about me and her is that people come to us for advice. Mm-hmm. And Evelyn is only 25. I met her when she was 15, and I'm 28, so I obviously met her when I was 18. Mm-hmm. And even then, that's 10 years of friendship right there. And we, we may separate from each other sometimes, but we always come back. And... Every time we come back and we link and up, you just and you just leave leave where you left off. Yeah, literally. Yeah, that's a lot of my friends. Yeah, for sure. We that's good. We're just trying to see if we can create a safe space for everybody to come and talk to about anything they want. We did a promo episode like two weeks ago on Newport Beach in her car, mm-hmm. and we just randomly talked about anything. We talked about ghost stories. We talked about things we experienced. Like we have nicknames for guys that have done some shady shit to us. Mm-hmm. Like, our favorite phrase right now is, who could forget Dear Rad Boy from The Simpsons? That's our favorite line right now. <laughs> like, we're just, we're, just a bun- we're just two girls going around talking to you and you talking to us about whatever you want to talk about, whether it be relationship advice, life advice, or even trying to pick out some lottery numbers or something. Because mm-hmm. she, reads, she reads tarot cards, too, and that's her, that's her business right now. That's what she's doing. And... I, I'm just the, the, I'm the grown up. I'm the mom sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'll give firm, firm, but good advice. That's, that's just how it is between me and her. We're just oh, trying to be good. Me. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Over burping. It's fine. Yeah. I think this is the first time I talked about relationships. You know, I, I try not to talk about my personal life, but mm-hmm. every, everyone knows I'm married and I've, I've been with my lady since I was in high school. Oh, so you guys are high school yeah, sweethearts. Yeah, 15, 15, since I was 15, she was 14. Mm-hmm. And is it, and the advice I give people now, I said, is it tough? Yeah, it's, trust me. It's not always slept, rainbows and butterflies. I, that couch right there, I've slept on there a few times since, you know, I, I started this podcast. And it's, it's, a, it's, it, you got to be willing to grow and be submissive. So uh, over the, over the years, I, I tell people, you got to just, you got to fight through the tough times because once you come out of them, you, it's definitely better it's it's you're both growing you're still growing mentally your your thoughts and your your opinions change as you get older i mean covid was a big thing with me is i was like that's not it's not a big deal they're making the government big deal then i got it and i almost I, i felt like i cheated death which was a quote for someone else who had it just as bad as me yeah and your opinion changes so your outlook on life changes for sure uh, I think if everyone has a goal in your relationship, if you both have a goal, I'm not saying right when you first meet them, like, hey, what's your goals? But once you get to where it's serious, uh, you guys got to have a plan. You got to have a one-year plan, two-year plan, five-year plan, ten. And, you know, one of our plans is to, to retire somewhere and, and just, you know, do a little bit of farming, you know, mm-hmm. rely on ourselves and uh, for food and stuff like that because, uh, you know, being able to go to the store and get whatever you want. I mean, it's, I don't know, I kind of like the outdoors. Me and my kids like to go camping and stuff. So as long as you have that long-term plan of, like, this is my dream and 
whatever happens along the way, at least you know you have an end or you're working towards an end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with COVID, man, it it it, it changed the suicide of, yeah. rate went up. Um, but then I also heard a lot of the pregnancy rates went up too, didn't they? Oh, <laughs> bro, you, I have friends that posted that they were pregnant, and I'm just like. Okay, so social distancing didn't really work at your house, but you got a little pride and joy coming out, which I saw it that way. I'm like, okay, maybe some people just needed to be locked up inside to be like, hey, this is how we're going to start the family now. Like, it's growing. I had three friends that were pregnant during um, the first time in March. They announced in May, like, hey, guess what? Um, I'm pregnant. I'm like, oh, so that's what y'all are doing inside. <laughs> I was like, no tienen tele. You guys don't have a TV or something. I know, people... I can only imagine just being up. My kid's been at home. Uh, but we make sure to get him outside, get him walking around. I applaud the kids. Things. I had to go to school It's online. just sad. My daughter graduated last year. We had to do it. At, we had to drive. People drove by it honking. Yeah. Or whatever they call it. My cousin did too. Um, but it's sad. It's sad because my, my little cousin wanted to walk across the stage because um, her, her brothers and sister her brother and her sisters, they all went to Sagerstrom High here in Santa Ana. And they all got to walk across the stage. Mm-hmm. And she was the only one that got the the drive, drive-by. drive Really? Yeah. But we were all proud of her. She's, she's a good kid, and we were proud of her. I'm like, hey, look at it this way. In the midst of a pandemic, you still managed to graduate high school. You're going to college. You're doing everything right. The only takeaway was just walking across the stage, but you still got your family here supporting you. Even if it's just driving by really quick and leaving you something, but you still got us. We're still here for you. Mm-hmm. That's why uh, my, like I have another, I have a nephew and a niece graduating this year from high school and there's a chance they might get to walk across the stage. I'm like, if you guys get the chance, think of the class before you and be like, this is for the class of 2020. They need to get a walk. I always think of that phrase. Um, so-and-so ran, uh, walk so so-and-so can run. And I'm like looking at it, I'm like the class of 2020 sat in front of a computer so the class of 2021 can walk across the stage. That's the way I see it for them. I mean, what else can we do? Just we all got to just stick together. Mm-hmm. You got to support each other. I think when it going back to relationships, I think people, my opinion, as I think but I think majority of, of, of the people that do those breakups are giving up too soon. You know, I think they give, yeah. I think they give, I get for most people that I know, you give up too soon. You know, there's other, there's, and unless people ain't telling us everything, you know, I feel people though you give up too soon. Like there are many times I wanted to give up, but the fact that I didn't give up and we worked through things and it, it just grows that bond even stronger. And, you know, it could it could be the other way either, you know. Yeah, it, it really just depends. Like, in my personal opinion and personal experience, I know I didn't do as much as I was supposed to in my last relationship, but it was a learning curve. Now I know, but I still got that whole, uh, I don't know if I'm really ready to date, even though it's been almost two years since it happened. But, like, right now I'm talking to somebody, and I don't know if I want to make it official because – it's the it's the PTSD for me. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Like for sure, it's the PTSD for me because you never know what could happen, and it's it's the beginning stages. Like, oh, is this really gonna work out? Is it not? Like, 
All right, I, I make that. My, me and my mom make that joke. She's like, you're almost 30. And you still don't have kids. I'm like, mom, having kids is not the race. It's finding the right person to be a parent with, to mm-hmm. grow old with, to share the next what Christmas is for the rest of your life with your kids and everything. Mm-hmm. Grow old with just you can't mm-hmm. rush it. Mm-hmm. And then I also started noticing it's like breakups are coming through and then friendships are ending, too. You think you think when uh, we had this big old election back in November, you think double Donald Trump. This is what I was thinking the other day. I was like, okay, you know, I I, I, I respect the Constitution. I'm, I'm, I'm all about the Constitution. And. When Donald Trump was a, was the president, now that he's gone, I felt like man, I think I think I think he, I think he made it America more separated than ever before. It's it's true. Like he caused a lot of separation, and then with COVID and everything going on, there seems there's a lot of like there, when when Donald Trump was around, I had homies that were for Biden, mm-hmm. and then I had homies that were for Trump. And they were friends. Their people were friends for years since elementary. And it just ends. And then it just ends all because of Trump. Yeah. All because of politics. I'm like, man, when did this happen? Like, I I saw, I, I had a few friendships yeah. end like that roughly because, like, I, I, I like, Since up. when did you become an activist? Yeah. Like, it just turned into something. And I had three friendships end within a day because of, of uh, something I posted, I'm isn't like, that sad? Yeah, you can't even post shit because you gotta you gotta make sure you, you're not dis- disrespecting people- somebody or that you're triggering anti-sensitive. Somebody. I don't know. There's another term for that. Uh, I don't know. I posted something that, of course, I, I don't. I didn't like Trump. I mean, that's my personal opinion. I didn't like him, and I posted something making fun of the dude because I mean. It's still freedom of speech. We can make fun of a president. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, if it were anywhere mm-hmm. else, we'd be shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And these three friends straight up made a group and they're like, oh, that's so un-American. And I'm like, bro, I have the right to say what I want. If you don't like it, then just leave. Me and you have known each other for 10 plus years or a couple of years. And if you guys are just realizing that this is who I am and what I'm going to talk about, the unfollow button is there. The block button on your phone is there. The, if you see me in the street, you don't have to say hi to me. Is there you? We could just end it here and a lot. And the, yeah, they did. They're like, oh, everybody's getting too sensitive now. Everything is like you can't say anything anymore. And it's so stupid. And if you do, then it's like you're on the left. You're on the right. I always constantly roll my eyes when people start putting crap like that. I'm like, OK, it's just it's just a comment, dude. Don't take it so hard. Mm. It's just a little thing. It's not going to affect you. In your daily life, it's just a comment. Just look at it and leave it. You heard something, just let it go. Unless it's like towards you, then yeah, do something. But other than that, if it's pol- if it's politics, just let it go. It's it's not it's not it's no biggie. I always say that's no biggie. Just let it go. Or just to piss them off more, I start singing "Let It Go" to them. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Hey, I'm gonna piss you off. Might as well do it more." That's another thing about me. I tend to piss off people a lot. Oh, yeah? I tend to piss people off a lot. Like, they, they're they like, can you not do that? And I'll, there I go doing it just to make you mad. 
Like I post things like I post on my you well, you seen my story. Sometimes I'll mm-hmm. post the I do my questions. Mm-hmm. I'll post. Something. I don't think any of your stuff offensive. It just seems normal it, to it's me. It's normal. And but yet, but there's people out there like. Like, for example, I just posted a, a, a picture of uh, my wife and her brother and sister. Mm-hmm. And then my daughter was in there and we'd have a thing. We do a funny face. Mm-hmm. You know, we just do a funny face. So I took that picture and I posted it. And someone had a com- comment go absolutely weird. Like, why would you post something like that? Like, what does that mean? I'm absolutely weird. Because the next picture was just my kids. And they're like, oh, that's how beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then the second picture of them making funny faces, like, absolutely weird. I don't, I don't get people nowadays. I really I don't. I was like, what does that mean? Like, I like... Me, Maybe thing, it out loud like it was funny because yeah, it was a funny picture. It was a funny picture. And they go absolutely weird. Like, uh, uh, this is how we act. This is how we are. Like, like don't get all butthurt over over a silly face either. I think that's a lot of my problem too. Is when you read a text. Are you I the, grew up with. I grew up with the. I had a, a, the first one of like the. I was like maybe the. Fifth person in high school, 1997, to get mm-hmm. a cell phone. I had the Motorola flip phone. I got a job just because I wanted a phone. Mm-hmm. And so it was a flip phone. So he was always calling people. And then the text started coming where you can hit the button three times. And then all these kids, now that, you know, when they were born, they, they, I call my daughter, she's 18, the iPad baby, because it's right there. Texting real quick. And so I've always been like, I read a text like, and I picture them saying it, you uh, know, like their voice. I go, man, he sounds mad. And then I would call and, and be like, no, man, okay. Just want to make sure because you, like, you read something and you picture their voice. And I'm like, I think he's mad. That's me too. I hate that. That's me too. That's <laughs> why I'm always used to calling. Like, let me just call. That's you the know? thing, though. I'm like that, too. Like, I'll read their, I'll read somebody's message. I'm like, okay, bro, why are you mad? I didn't do anything to you. I just asked how your day was going. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's like, oh, what is, what's your problem? And I'm like, hold on What do you mean how minute. my day's going? Who told you what? And I'm like, wait, wait, hold on. Why are you getting mad? Because I said good morning. And he's. And I'll be like, hey, what did I do to you? Did I, did I piss you off or something just by saying morning? I'm like, easy there, Kanye. <laughs> and they're like. <laughs> No, bro, I'm at work. I, I just, uh, I'm not mad or anything. I just said good morning. I'm like, oh, it's just, I read your text and I read it in a tone. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, it, that's how I read my text. I'm a big, I'm a big emoji user also. So if I don't see an emoji or an LOL or something, I think they're pissed. I'm like, ooh, did I piss you guys off or something? That's- yeah, I hate, yeah, that's why I hate text. Like, you don't know. What, you know what I mean? I'd rather them call me and tell me, yeah, I'll be there right now. Cause just sometimes like whatever day you're having too, you can over exaggerate. Ever seen that skit? You know who Key and Peele is? Yes. Did you ever see that skit where he's, he was like, Hey man, are we still on for today? Oh yeah. 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 I know what you're talking about. And he was like, yes, we planned this. Like, what does he mean? He knows we planned this. Yeah. He's like, we planned this for a week. He was yes. Blah, 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 blah. And then he was like, Oh, Oh, so he wants to do it now. Yeah. Yeah, I guess if that's what you want. What? What? Why are you? <laughs> Dude, was, that, I'm sorry, folks. Go look at Key and Peele and what, what, I wonder what I, it's called. I don't, I don't know. the Text message. Yeah, something text Go message. Go on YouTube and type in Key and Peele text message scene or skit. Whatever. Yeah, some, oh, it's funny. Something like that. Cause but I, that's what sometimes I would feel. Like, what? 
Like, why are you mad? I'm just asking if you want to go get food or something. <laughs> I'm just saying good morning. Do you want coffee? Like, get, I'm like, Ugh. It's too much. Yeah. It's like they say good morning, and it means like, hey, do you want to come over for a morning session? You know, mm-hmm. like it's so many different terms. It's, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what I'm getting anymore. It's hard to text people nowadays sometimes. I'm a big time FaceTimer. I, I oh, love, you FaceTimer? I FaceTime. I love FaceTiming because I have my sisters who both live in, uh, one lives in Arizona, one lives in Minnesota. So they got all happy when I got an iPhone because mm-hmm. they're like, hey, welcome to the iPhone gang now. No more Android gang. Mm-hmm. And we FaceTime each other. And I love it. I love FaceTiming. So when I see other people with an iPhone, I'm like, I'm going to FaceTime you just because I want to have a visual conversation with you, not just a text conversation. Mm-hmm. And it just, and again, during the pandemic, that was the best for me because... Did you do Zoom and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, I did Zoom and everything. Um, we did a game did you, night. Did you have? Did you ever come in contact with COVID? Did you get the COVID shot yet? I uh, I've been vaccinated. Yeah. Oh, you did. What'd you take? Uh, Mordena, I think it's called. Mordena. Did you get the second one yet? I already got it. I got it back in January. How'd you feel? So the first dose, um, I didn't feel anything because that same day I got my first dose, my best friend um, his apartment went up, went on fire, caught mm-hmm. fire. So I was just more concerned about her. Than anything, I didn't even feel any symptoms because I was just worried about her. Mm-hmm. But the second dose, um, I was scheduled at 12, 12 noon to get it. I was home by 1, and by one fifteen, I fell asleep, and I didn't wake up until almost 7. It just knocked me out. And I was... It, it it hits everybody different. I had a headache, like a migraine So you headache. just got one shot, or you getting... I got two. So I you got, got the Moderna then? Yeah, the Moderna. So... What about the second shot? The second shot, that was when I, um, that's when I started, when I went to sleep for like half oh, a day. Oh, okay, the second one. Okay. Yeah, I went to sleep for like literally the rest of the day. You don't know if you got a fever or anything, huh? Uh, I did get a, a mild fever the next day after the shot and mm. then body aches. And then by the third day, I was fine. Do you know what's in it? Like, what is it, what is it doing to you besides, because I'm hearing that it's, uh, uh, because vaccines, right? Do you know mm. a little bit about vaccines? Yeah, a little bit. Because people are thinking they're putting in like, um, it's like how, you know, the, when you get the flu shot, they put a dead virus dead in. Dead virus, it. yeah. Yeah. They're thinking it's that. But I, I've heard so many different things. And I don't I even heard, know I don't even know what's true for our vaccines. You just took it. I just took it. I'm, my <laughs> my family's like, you're the guinea pig. You're the, they're like, you're the fucking guinea pig. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm but you have to. Are you required to? Um, We were offered it at our job. So my job offered it to us because we're medical workers. So they're like, hey, you guys get you guys get it. And we got it. And I'm like, OK, how long are you how long are you immune for? Or how long does it last? There's different stories going around saying it's only six to 12 months and then you're going to have to get it again. But they're saying it's not true that it you're fine after that. And, and then they're saying there's a new strand of covid or something and that we might have to get another shot, like a third booster. And I'm like, really? Because there's, there's just so much going around. Nobody really knows what the heck is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then there's all these different vaccines. Like my dad, I call my dad the lucky one because he got the Johnson & Johnson one, which is just one dose. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how did, how did you? We don't have it? a choice. Do we have a choice or no? Uh, I would was, assume if you're calling to make an appointment, like what shot are well, you giving me? My dad's a school janitor. So he just literally went to work one day. And they're like, hey, Reggie, you're going to go get your shot like, Hey, today. come here. Yeah, <laughs> they sent him to another high school down because my dad works down in the Saddleback um, mm-hmm. district down in um, by Laguna and all that stuff. And 
they call he gets to work and they're like oh um go to silverado high school you're gonna get a shot here and he just showed up and he's like oh here sir here's your card and everything you're getting the johnson johnson shot they gave him the shot and he's like okay (laughs) like nothing i'm like okay well dad you got lucky Mm -hmm. and then my mom and my younger brother they got vaccinated on easter and we Mm -hmm. had to go all the way almost to um what's it called la mirada okay and to a CVS there, and I'm like, I wonder what shot they're gonna get. And they got the Pfizer. So we're all there's that joke now, which <laughs> shot, which shot you got, like which vaccine yeah. you got, like House of Mardena, uh, House of Pfizer, House of Johnson and Johnson, and we're all different That's houses. Funny. House of Pfizer. And every time you walk in, you should say it. Like I'm still here. Yeah, <laughs> my dad's like, it's like Harry Potter in this house. <laughs> I'm like, no, Dad, no. He's like, so what does that make you since you're Mardena? Does that make you Gryffindor or Slytherin? I'm like, Slytherin. <laughs> uh, we just, it, it, you don't know what you're going to get, honestly. You just show up and whatever they have, they have. You can get lucky and get the Johnson Johnson one. You get Pfizer or whatever other COVID vaccine there is. Then mm-hmm. that's where you go. If you go back and get your second dose, and yeah. Do you know anybody that got COVID pretty bad? Uh, I had two friends that got COVID and one of them was like, like he, I'm, I'm glad he made it. Like, I'm very glad he made it. He, I've known him since I was probably like in fifth grade and he lives in another state by himself. He's not married or anything. And he was just, he was in the hospital by himself over there. He lives out in, um, Nevada. And I'm like, dude, like your mom and dad are over here why don't you just he's like no 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 i don't want nobody coming over here i just want to be by myself and then eventually he got so bad he ended up in the hospital yeah you need someone to take care of you yeah i I needed my lady to go get me stuff Mm -hmm. she had to go get me pedialyte i mean i was i i pissed probably like 50 gallons i lost 30 pounds it was rough and it's funny because people go oh you probably got underlining issues Mm -hmm. you know like, all kinds of weird shit. It's like, no, dude, like, it's, it hits everyone different. That has nothing to do underlining issues. Like, what? So, one of, uh, I'm a big UFC fan. Mm-hmm. One of the guys, uh, last name Volosky, he's the featherweight. I think he's the featherweight champion. And, like, guy's in immaculate in, sh- in shape. He got it so bad or he got pneumonia and he was coughing up blood. So when people say, well, you probably had an underlying issue. It's like, no, dude. Like, it's just every it hits, it, it, and it, there's different variants. They won't tell you the variant. Yeah. Because I know people that got it and, you know, they, they're they not in the greatest shape of their lives. And I said it was a walk in the park. It was just having the, the, the sniffles. Yeah. But, man, I was in bed for two weeks, more probably longer. I still And then they go, you go back to work in two weeks. Like, the next day, I was like, there's no way I can make it. I'm Mm-mm. so out of breath. There's no way I could go to work right now. My sister out in Minnesota, her and her whole family that lives in her household, they all got COVID. So you can imagine how my mom was when my sister, my sister called and said, mom, me, me, my husband, the kids and her brother-in-law, they all had COVID. Mm. My sister, her first week of having COVID was like, oh, I'm probably just fine. I'm this and this. Her second week, she, it hit her so hard. Yeah, the first five days is the is a tough flu, and then the second day, I mean not, not the second day. The, so the first five days, I got the flu. It was a, uh, uh, I did a podcast on this. 
right after it had happened. Uh, the first five days is the flu. That's how I tell my customers. It's the flu, you know, it's it's pretty heavy. I, I've withdrawn from opiates before. Mm-hmm. I used to be a, a big oxy cotton, oxy head or whatever you want to call it, oxymoron. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a bad back and just escalated from there. So when you come off of those, it's like having the flu. The only problem is you got rest. The only thing on top of that, the flu is you get restless legs mm-hmm. and you can't sleep. You just can't. There's, and nothing works. You can take Advil. Nothing, nothing works. Nothing, nothing works. really. You just got to tear tough it down it and yeah. tough it up. And you're talking about 10 days of hell. And then after that, it becomes mental. Yeah. Because you know, even when you're withdrawing, you're thinking, if I just take that one little pill, it takes all this pain away. And you're just thinking like, who do I, can I call? No, I can't. Can I, should I do it? Just, I'll, I'll, I'll dwindle down. I'll, I'll dwindle down. And no, do you, if you do that, you're going to buy 20 and fucking boom, I'm going to just take a whole one. Boom. I'm better. Like I'm like night and day. Like, let's go barbecue. Let's mm-hmm. just keep it going. And, but eventually you gotta, you gotta break that. And yeah. so the flu, when I got it, it was like that, just like that, but a little bit milder. But after day five, COVID goes, okay, you think this is bad. Here comes, Here comes the, the worst. Yeah. And boom, that's when your lungs start filling up. I mean, talking about not sleep, you don't sleep. I look like deaf, dude. My eyes are sunken in, and it, it was uh, the worst. The worst. It was like the worst nightmare I could possibly uh, have, dude. And, yeah. and I, and I it just it, people were like, well, a lot of people are going crazy because they're locked in the room for so long. No, because I... It, that wasn't for me because I, I, if I had the strength, I'd get up and walk out, sit outside for 10 minutes in the backyard. And that's the most. I could get up and walk back. Like, mm-hmm. no, I need to go lay down again. Uh, so that wasn't an issue where you're just alone. Uh, but that was one of the killers for a lot of people was just being in that room locked in there for alone. Yeah, it, it, but what's the difference if you've been locked in since COVID and you're at the house? Or if you're like me, sometimes you were locked in your room before COVID because you just sometimes don't like people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I saw that um, I saw that in my because my grandparents who live here in Santa Ana they got COVID too, and you can imagine just the the thought of knowing that somebody that's like your your grandparent having COVID you 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 freak out because sometimes your grandparents raised you along with your parents. So when my my grandma and Cause I look at my grandma that lives here in Santa Ana as like my second mom sometimes. Sure, why not? <laughs> and um, when she had COVID, I was already thinking the worst, and I'm like, no, not my grandma, not my grandpa, not them. Like, cause that's that's your second set of parents. And I was just freaking out, and then hearing them like, oh, um, they, cause we would call them. And my mom, blessed her soul. This is why I love my mom and my dad. Both of them blessed their souls. They would um, they would make extra food just to take to my... Um, to yeah, sure. Um, they, they, made, um, they made food for my grandparents. Because like, nobody can go see them or anything. And who's healthy enough to cook during COVID, when they have COVID? Nobody. Nobody is. So my mom and my dad made them food, and it helped them a little bit. And that was the only way to interact with people, even though we we're just leaving that at their door. So I didn't want to lose my grandparents to COVID. So it, it, 
it became a praying session for me. Let me give some of that. Here. Thank you. Well, that goes with me being the sober one here. I'm sober. What are you talking about? This ain't nothing. It's a warm up. Uh, yeah, it's been an honor to have you on the show. I'm, I'm losing. I got to start writing notes when we're talking because uh, I had something I wanted to bring up. Uh, you know, you being a Santanera, mm-hmm. me, I'm out there on the road delivering in, in Santa Ana all day. And I do notice a lot of, a lot of, a lot of homeless. Oh, bro. How do you guys dealing with that? I mean, it's it's crazy. I'm telling you, I, that's who I got COVID from. I got COVID from a homeless person. Seriously? Yeah, because she walked into the UPS store. The manager, she was complaining about a package, whatever, and a manager called my phone because he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So I let her use the phone. I didn't think she was homeless. I mean, it was she was playing the whole part. Next day, I see her. She's behind TJ Maxx, smoking it up. Peter Piper. Nice. I. <laughs> yeah, and then that because I only worked that week Thursday and Friday, so that was Thursday, Friday. I seen her behind the building, and then Saturday I started getting a headache, because as far as that, I don't come in contact when no one touches my diet board when they're like supposed to sign. Mm-hmm. They don't sign, and uh, you know from what they're saying, it's it's I don't know. Was it in the air? Is it from it contact? Wasn't. I figured because she used my phone and she was talking in it, and then yeah, because what did she have a mask on? No, no, she didn't. There you go, probably droplets on your phone. And then if you're like the type like me, no, she had. I I go like this with my phone now because Mm -hmm. I just don't like having it in my face. Like, I I don't care if you're the type of person I can't have on speakerphone. You're gonna be on speaker now because I just don't want my face near my own phone, Mm -hmm. even though I sanitize it. But sometimes it could happen like that. Mm Unless she was talking to you also face to face. You think face. it could have been on her hand? That's why they're telling people to wash their hands. Yeah, right. Because. Yeah, I don't know, man. These masks, because the mask they, that, that I have, it's not going to protect me. It's just for all show. Mm-hmm. I have a mask up there I just bought from Target. I'm like, this ain't going to protect us from the, the virus. I don't know why they tell. I mean, I guess the government's telling us because it, it helps a bit. Or maybe it's telling us to, to be more cleansy. You know, what do you think about those videos that, that people go in there? I'm not wearing a mask. It's the government, blah, blah, blah. You know, then you put in, if you, you, know, you agree with the guy, but you still put a mask on, he was like, you're just being submissive. It was like, fuck, you can never win with these people. I had a moment. Just put the fucking mask on. I had a moment at on. Target. I had a moment at Target. Like, and mm-hmm. it was probably back in, I'm going to say June. And, I go to Target. Like, Target to me is my sanctuary after work. I love Target. I fucking love Target. And when you've had a The one with day, Starbucks? Yes, it has to be. If there's no Starbucks there, I'm leaving. My thing is uh, we go. I actually have a, a red card mm-hmm. that, that I use. And Target's the spot. Walmart, I can't stand it. Walmart, forget it. I only go to Walmart if I need something that I know that I could. I, I know where to park and go through the tire section and get in and out. But most majority is I'll just go. I don't care if the prices are more expensive. It's, it's just the, just the people in there. It's the ambiance in there. Yeah. Walmart, <laughs> you go to Walmart. All I see is Walmart videos on, online. People getting beat no. up and fighting. It's like, God, no, you don't I, see target videos. It's rare. You see a target video. It's very rare. Mm-hmm. But 
this particular day that I went to Target, I was right after work. And I mean, it, it's sad to say, but like I was already so over that I didn't care. I just went in my scrubs. And the first I got my browns. No, there's people there that would look at any med- like I saw this. I saw this firsthand. They see anybody in scrubs right away. They think they they're bringing COVID into the building. Really? Yeah. I didn't think about that. And then um, I went this particular day. It wasn't a day we had COVID patients or anything like it was. It was that downtime in the middle of summer, like the beginning downtime. So we didn't have that many patients. I'm like, I'm going to target as is because I didn't go on the treatment floor. I didn't screen anybody. I'm just I'm just going to go. I need to just de-stress because phone calls, they get to you. Mm-hmm. I'm walking in. I'm wearing my mask and I took off the surgical mask they give us and I put on my cloth one. Like, mm-hmm. just because I want to a little bit more breathable. Mm-hmm. Well, you can breathe, but either way, you just want to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And this lady just mm-hmm. up and downs me left, like, with her eyes and everything. And I, I just go up to her. I'm like, ma'am, mm-hmm. is there a problem? And she's just like, it's people like you that bring COVID into here. And that's <laughs> why our stores get shut down. And I'm like, um, what? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you talking about? I'm, mm-hmm. I I didn't go on the treatment floor or anything. She's there, I do eyebrows. Oh, oh, if I would have done that, I I work at a dentist, bitch. (laughs) No, she just like she's like, you're the reason COVID is being spread. And I'm like, I would have slapped her. I'm like, ooh, if I didn't value my job, I would have. She ain't going to know unless she had her name tag on. The thing is, I have scrubs with my our our company name. So I'm like, you know what? If I didn't value my job, there would have been a Walmart fight video from Santa Ana. (laughs) Like random, random. Um. Chicken it's, scrubs. it's hard because people are fucking dumb. Okay, mm-hmm. people listen to anything that TV. They they watch the TV all day long. They put the TV up on their mantle with flat screens, and they just sit there and watch Channel Nine News all day or their channel, whatever channels they're watching, the basic channels. And there there's more to that. You know, it's every time I turn on the news just for shits and giggles, it seems to be nothing but just sadness. Yeah, and just. Scare tactics, but then when now you go out there, you see it. You see it all the time happening now, especially with a, a big thing is Asian Asian, Asian crime on Asian Asians. Crime, yeah, uh, I follow a few people that that I talk to, and they say that it, it it's happening. I don't know if it just is just coming to light. Some people say it's been going on for a while, but it's starting to come to light. But you're seeing people beating up Asian elderly. And that's one thing that brings me back to Donald Trump and saying that he divided this country and made it more racial and racist. He or did. Whatever. Uh, one thing it was it was funny, but you got to understand there's people out there when he said this, but it was funny when he said it. But people out there take it seriously. He was calling the the COVID uh, the, the Chinese. Chinese virus, yeah, or the uh, the Wuhan virus, and. People like us, like, oh, it's funny. He's blaming China. We were educated. But majority of people, a they don't people, get that. They, they, he, they start blaming China. Look at everyone. I can't go to work because of damn Chinese people. Damn oh goddamn God. Chinese people. And so these people that got nothing, education shit, and they're used to watching whatever they're teaching us on, on the basic channel TV, You and the rap music. We could go mm-hmm. down the line, but you're seeing young kids beating up old Asian people. Yep. Beating them up and taking them on, taking their shit or whatever they're doing, dude. It's 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 getting out of hand. I'm seeing a lot of these videos and it's very disturbing. Yeah, and that and that's what kind of that's why I was like, well, why is this happening? Why are they beating up old Asian people? Why are there hate crimes against Asian people? And 
Look at man, people like this would understand Donald Trump saying something like that because we, hey, everything's on an investigation with the virus and where it came from, where it originated. It. We might never know, just like 9-11. We don't know what really happened with those towers and the third building and all those conspiracy theories that people tell us. But one thing that I, I can definitely verify is there's a division. He made it worse. And look at what happened to the Asian people right now because right. he wants to call. People would blame. Yeah, right for a second, right? Fucking China, dude. Now I can't go to vacation to Hawaii. Now I can't, blah, 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 I can't well, walk. You remember the jokes everybody was making, all this because of the bat, and then mm-hmm. it went from the bat to this, and now mm-hmm. look at the outcome from this. Mm-hmm. There's elder, Asian elderly getting hurt. I, I have Asian elderly patients mm-hmm. that come in and out. And in the back of my head, I don't like thinking these things, but in the back of my head, I'm like, please don't let anything happen to them because some dumbass listened to a bigger dumbass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's like one of my fears. I, I look at my patients. And then I again, I don't know yeah. if it's because of that, but I'm sure it has to contribute to something like that. Yeah, cause because there's a lot of hate towards Asians right now. It, there they, is. There is. They have nothing to do with what went on. No. You it's know? also like um, the street vendors. like. Oh, that, yeah. The bolote man. The bolote man. The loteros and all that. The paleteros. Yeah, they're beating them up, too. Yeah, huh? they're beating them up, too. Like you think? I think it's just people are, are desperate. People are poor and they're just, they're doing, they know that he's got money on them. Mm-hmm. People will do anything for money. They do. Like, the where I work at, there's this guy that passes by every day, like 3.30. I already know because mm-hmm. I tend to go out and get a raspado in the middle of work. I don't care because it's like you're supporting somebody that's hustling out there. It's still in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like, they got to find their means. Mm-hmm. So when I started seeing that, Paleteros, loteros, everybody getting like robbed like that. I'm like, yo, no, no. It's gotten bad. It's gotten bad. I, I just, I, I fear, like, I fear more for the, the lady vendors more, because I remember what was last year that a lady vendor she got robbed, by like I don't know how many people. Dude, I see them tagging industrial areas, bunch of dudes just tagging. I'm mm-hmm. in my package car. Middle of the daylight, the cops are on the other side of the street because mm-hmm. the streets are parallel, and they're sitting there tagging, listening to music, and I'm just shaking my head like, man, dude, like, I it's like not scar- making sense. I right love now. scaring them when I start seeing them mm-hmm. like that. Like, sometimes I'm with my dad, mm-hmm. and my dad is like, he's he's not quiet, but he I get my I get my attitude from my dad mm-hmm. and my mama. But uh, we're passing by somewhere, and you see somebody tagging. If my dad is driving, I don't care if my dad's driving. I'll push the, the horn. I'll honk the horn. And just Dude, see they're walking s- down the street, yeah. tagging the floor, pants hanging down. Like, what is... <sighs> I I yell like, some fools called wild shit to them. I'm like, I was like, you don't live to live, huh, homie? They steal bikes in front of you. Like, they, they do... They st- This guy took up his... Uh, I ordered food mm-hmm. at McDonald's. I was ordering a breakfast sandwich. Was waiting for it to show up. The guy comes in. I know he's a Scante warrior. Mm-hmm. I know he's all doped up. And he looks at me and goes, hey, man, buy me a sandwich. I go, I'm not buying you nothing, bro. I go, I ain't got no money for you. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I said that, the lady had put my order up. He fucking took the bag of food. He and ran out? ran out, dude. I swear. I wanted it. He was like 112 pounds soaking wet, dude. I wanted to just break. And I can't because I'm, I'm in uniform. And the lady, like, looked. He shook her head. And she, you know, got me another order. But I walked out to look to see where he was. He was gone. 
But I mean, they're getting really brave now. No, and did you see the picture I posted yeah, of the guy inside the truck? It. I saw that. And I'm like, yo, what what is going on around here? Dude, it's bad. Here's the thing. I had an encounter with a Scanta warrior back in high school. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those days I, wa- I walked home from school by mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. It wasn't late or anything. It's just after school. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking home and this girl is just walking because I used to have to cross a little bridge, like in those little neighborhoods mm-hmm. that have the channel going through. I'm walking home and homegirl looks like straight up, like just out of her mind. I'm like, you know what? I'm just walking through. I'm not, I'm, I'm minding my business. Mm-hmm. Tell me why she just decides to grab me by my backpack mm-hmm. And she tries to pull me down. And now I'm like, oh, hell no. This bitch ain't trying to fucking, like, mm-hmm. rob me right now. I just did a, like, 360 on her, and I fucking flipped her. Mm-hmm. And we were rolling around on the ground. Keep in mind, I'm, like, 17 still. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, a grown lady. Mm-hmm. Could be old as my mom. Just trying to fight me for no particular reason. And then when we were tussling on the ground, all that came out of her pockets were all these needles. And I'm like, yo. Ooh. I'm like, yo, I could have been... Poked. I could have been poked and she just straight up just wanted to fight me for no reason and me being me trying to protect myself mm-hmm. I I fought back because I'm not just gonna lay there and get she my took ass her kicked. needles and started hitting her with them no I actually ended up kicking her like I kicked I accidentally kicked her not accidentally but it's like I was fighting to defend myself I kicked her in the face oh you did I was like I was like yo don't touch me and I ran home after that and my mom is like, my mom saw me with my hair all messed up. And she's like, what happened to you? My mom, some, some random druggie just fucking attacked me walking home from school. I was just 17. No friends. All my friends had detention. Go figure. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking home and there you go. I get attacked by some random Skanta warrior. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I seen this girl recently. Recently, she was all doped up and she was rolling in the leaves behind Target. Oh, um, Bristol, Bristol and uh, Alton. Oh, that's my target. Yeah, that's I delivered there. Uh, actually, that that's my spot. That's where I go take my lunches, hangs out, hang out. Uh, so I so I delivered. The door shuts. When the back door shuts, you can't get back in. Mm-hmm. I'm buzzing it. So I was like, I got delivered for the pharmacy anyway. So I drove around the front, and I told security, I go, Hey, you got a girl back there? She's naked and she's rolling in the leaves, going uh uh. <laughs> and he goes, Oh yeah, I know who she is. And I go, what do you mean you know who she is? I go, go get her. I go, go. Yeah. You know, he goes, yeah, she does it all the time. I'm like, shh. No. Crazy. Rolling in the leaves. Like, oh. looking at me. Like, all like, oh, dude. You're like, what in the Woodstock is going on here? That's just a, one example. I mean, I've seen, man, they're everywhere. They're behind. Uh, I've seen them behind uh, TJ Maxx. One dude's got wearing six pairs of pants on a laptop. Another one. Uh, back there uh, with another dude and he's like looking in his ass like they do weird shit well where I work at right now we that's what they do they smoke the sconte and then and then they blow it in the other person's asshole dude that's that's just some weird shit <laughs> no where I work at the building I work at we were boarded up because um, when the riots and the protests were going on oh yeah I remember that somebody we don't know who even though we got you on video mm-hmm. um through a, a rock at our facility mm. and we had to be boarded up the second time yeah we had to be boarded up Yeah, a lot of places got boarded up i remember that and the homeless thought we were gone like they thought we weren't working there so we had random homeless people sleeping around that's why we put that fence up too mm-hmm. but once we got oh, the boards yeah. down everything was back to normal but the thing is you seen how the foliage is right there like mm-hmm. 
there's a dip right there. Mm -hmm. I'm leaving work. I already closed up for the day. Nobody's there. Mm -hmm. I'm leaving and I see this lady just start a fire right there. I'm like, you're going to burn my workplace down. Mm -hmm. And I had to call 911. I had to tell my manager and I'm like, hey, this lady just tried to burn the building down. And right as the fire department gets there, she just puts it out because she saw them. Mm -hmm. And then the other day I was there by myself because there's certain days we don't have patience anymore Mm -hmm. because it's going down. Mm -hmm. I opened the curtains just to let the sun in because when you're Mm -hmm. boarded up and you miss the sun, you just want sunlight hitting you. This dude just tries to decide, hey, you know what? This looks like a good place to take a shit. I <laughs> bang on the window, and when I banged on the window, he literally just, like, I, I literally scared the shit out of him. Fuck yeah. I scared the shit dude, out of him. they take some, because they're on meth, or mm-hmm. not meth, well, meth too, but uh, they're on, uh, some of them are on heroin. Mm-hmm. And so heroin, it makes you constipated. Yeah. But heroin is just another form of uh, opiates, opioids. Uh, it comes from the, the family of... Uh, the opioid family. Yeah. Heroin. It's the strongest one. Fentanyl is stronger, obviously. Uh, that's coming from China. But what happens with a lot of these guys is they get plugged up because they're on it. And then when they get off it, they start getting the side effects. Mm-hmm. Okay? The first thing they do is they got a shit. And I've seen shit. That I thought it was a fucking horse <laughs> before. Like multiple. Like, dude, that had to be a fucking horse. But then I started. I, was, oh, I know. Okay. We used to come to work and. We have our own employee entrance. We would, some of us would be coming to work. Like I enter work like around eight, eight thirty or so, and that I will get. I have a message like, "Hey, going through the front on my wine." They're like, "Oh, somebody just took a, somebody took a big old shit." <laughs> it's fucking huge. It's fucking it's a huge. Big pile. And I have texts that go in like at three mm-hmm. in the morning, and it's dark sometimes, mm-hmm. and you don't see what's in front of you. You stepped in it before? Yeah, I've never stepped in it before. <laughs> I've known I know other people that have stepped in it, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna go through the front. I don't care, like whatever. Well, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. Well, everybody, if can... they want to get get a hold of you, getting ready for your your podcast. Well, right now, uh, I'm gonna go through my Instagram, which is at Mary underscore Love Seventeen. It's a private, but if, if you want, you guys can message request me and be like, hey, I heard you on the podcast. I'm just trying to start up another page um, that's also under, it's uh, at underscore Monsters Delight altogether and then another uh, underscore. It'll have a picture of Bart Simpson as the Raven because that was supposed to be my chamoy business, but <laughs> I got busy at work. So there's two ways to reach me out there, you guys. And... If me and my best friend start doing this thing, I welcome you guys to come and listen to us too. See, see what happens. We'll talk about anything too. We could talk about the Scanta Warriors just like we did today. Mm-hmm. Well, once again, I want to thank all my listeners. Sorry to cut you guys off. We are a little bit past our limit. <laughs> I want to get you on again. It was an honor to have you on. Yeah, but once sure. again, I want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in. Shout out to Germany, Spain, Australia, Austria. Uh, we've got Brazil. Everybody that that listens from around the world, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you guys for the support. Uh, appreciate everyone that tunes in, and it's always an honor to come, have people come in and meet new people and just chop it up. You know, once again, love each other, respect each other, smile. Hey, we're all in this together, man. There's no reason for us to hate, man. Let's, yeah. let's just spread the love. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. All right, peace. Thanks.